0: to tights camera action. It's the podcast about comic book movies by 3 comic book movies. I'm Stephanie Kachias and I'm joined by Owen Vandenberg.
1: My full title is Owen Vandenberg Civil War.
0: <laughs> and Kyle Shera.
2: What's your what's your full title? Uh, all I can think of now is 2 and 3. So <laughs> I'm going to say Kyle Shera the lost World.
0: Okay, yep, yep, yep. And you are Stephanie
1: V. Kachayas, Dawn of Justice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go Stephanie Kachayas, Rangarok. But... <laughs> oh, nice, that's way better. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, here we are again to discuss this week uh, a pick from Owen, Hellboy. It's yes. from 2004 and it's G- Guillermo del Toro. Am yep. I saying that correctly? Guillermo, Guillermo
1: del, Toro. del Toro. Yes. <sighs> Welcome to the Bureau
2: for Paranormal Research and Defense. There are things that go bump in the night, Agent Myers. And we are the ones who bump back. Hellboy.
1: Well, come on in. Meet the rest of the family. Abraham Sapien.
2: Liz human? It's a beautiful name don't worry boy scout she'll take care of you these freaks they give me the creeps
1: really every time the media gets a look at them they come running to me i'm
2: running out of life if there's trouble all us freaks have
0: is each other what the hell is that something big in the absence of light darkness prevails 60 years ago they tried to destroy the world they're back
2: oh my god behind this door ancient evil oh well let me go in and say hi going to be okay?
1: How big can it be?
0: Tell us why you picked this.
1: I really love this movie. Like mm-hmm. This is this is one where um, it actually took a while to occur to me when, when we were picking movies for this podcast. It, it wasn't until just recently that I realised, oh, we could do Hellboy. <laughs> I was trying to look at This is our first non-Marvel or DC. Well, you were looking like for it...
2: loopholes and then you found out you didn't know. Yeah.
0: It's funny you say that because it wasn't on my list. So I've got a list of all comic book movies from wikipedia and maybe maybe that's why it wasn't on my list although there were dark horse comics on it anyway anyway the point is it wasn't in my list when i went to tick it off so i had to add it so i don't know i think people kind of forget that hellboy is a comic book movie. Yeah,
1: it's a bit of a dark horse, you might say. <laughs> hey! Uh, yeah, so Hellboy, I actually really enjoy the Hellboy comics. Um, I've been reading them for a bit. I really like Guillermo del Toro as a director. I think his last couple of uh, years have been a bit shaky, but,
0: No, you know. don't say that about Pacific Rim. <laughs> love that movie.
1: I love it. I'm talking more about Crimson Peak. Oh, well. But, we uh, yeah, Pacific Rim. It. No, yeah, I haven't seen uh, that either. But I think I, I think Hellboy is like right in the right in the sweet spot of good good Guillermo del Toro movies, and I think it's a really interesting uh, quality adaptation of the source material that that actually creates its own thing as well. It's got its own vibe to it. So yes, I was just very excited to talk about
0: it. Yeah, I mean I I haven't read those comics, and I also didn't realize that it wasn't DC or Marvel. I think I'd always assumed it was Marvel, but obviously not. I don't know what I thought, but yeah. It, 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 it's kind of Yeah Dark Horse Is it's own line Not connected to either of them Which is quite unusual um, For comic books By far Obviously Dark Horse's Biggest title I'd assume Probably Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Um, So Hellboy Is about A demon From hell is that what he is? A demon?
1: He's literally the beast of the apocalypse. Right. Like he's he's the harbinger of the end of the world. Yeah. Uh, except he and he gets he gets summoned um, to Earth by Nazis by who are working with Rasputin the Rasputin. Uh, so and they bring him to Earth, but he is uh, adopted by American forces and raised in America and just raised as a regular kid. And he works for the government as a paranormal investigator.
0: So is that? Stra- you, were you just describing the comics or the film? Both. Yeah, I yeah. think
1: those are the, that that element of his backstory is straight
2: out of the comics. Yes. So I've I've never read the comics, uh, and I think I saw the movie ages ago, like maybe when it came out. Mm. Uh, watching it again for this, I completely forgot that Rasputin was actually the bad guy. Yeah. I think at the time I probably didn't get it. I would have just thought it was, like, a weird Russian dude. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, oh, my God, it's actually Rasputin. Yeah. And you know he's a bad guy straight away because in that opening sequence where he's working with the Nazis to create the portal to the other dimension or whatever, uh, someone, like, puts an umbrella over his head because it's raining, and he just, like, snidely pushes it away slowly so that he's standing in the rain. And yeah. you're like, oh, well, this guy means business. Yeah, this yeah, guy yeah. doesn't even care if he gets wet. Like... Oh man, if he, do, if he doesn't care about that, then yeah. I don't like Hellboy's chances. I'll tell you that right yeah. up front.
1: And he has a bald head, and I can tell you, as a bald-headed man, you feel every single raindrop, <laughs> and that's how committed he is. Wow, <laughs> so.
0: that's a, some good insight there. So yeah, it is. It's the Rasputin. Yeah. Um, it, who? What, uh, if if you don't know who Rasputin
2: is, here. Oh, oh, okay, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Carl, can I just fucking talk <laughs> about Rasputin for a second?
0: <laughs> um, you and I have a, a rivalry about who is more of a Russian history nerd. I think. And I have been there, so I win. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay? Uh-huh. So Rasputin was a um, well; he was actually like a gypsy shaman type person who came in from the cold of Siberia, and somehow ingratiated himself into the Romanov, the, the last czar family of Russia in the early twentieth century. Um, he somehow ingratiated himself into the inner circle primarily through the wife, um, and yeah, he has throughout the 20th century he had mythos around him because he was apparently this kind of wizard dude who was into the occult and um, and was really freaky looking and was into weird sex stuff and was just like weird and apparently, you know, like was involved, you know, there, there were rumours and, and conspiracies about what his involvement um, in, in the Romanov's downfall and his death, which apparently, you know, took many attempts to actually kill him yeah his
1: death his death is the stuff of legend like he was poisoned and shot and drowned and just Uh, like
2: dropped a piano on his head yeah Uh, (laughs) they bundled up a bunch of lit dynamite sticks together and dressed it as an attractive woman and wheeled (laughs) it over to him and blew it up uh, Only when he
1: tried to kiss her on the cheek, of yeah. course.
0: Rasputin and, and, and Wiley e. Coyote have a lot yeah. in common. dropped
2: a boulder on him,
0: all of that stuff. Took forever to
2: die. Uh,
0: yeah, he
1: walked so away much... in an accordion pattern,
2: which is really <laughs> <interesting>. <laughs> yeah. uh, That was so much better than what I was going to say. I was just going to say he was a Russian weirdo oh. and leave it at that. But well, no, I like you to you think of him as like a guy you would meet at Rainbow
1: Serpent. Yeah,
0: He's <laughs> um, so, very much like Charles Manson-ish yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. In looks-wise yeah, Very, yeah. very similar He's got the crazy eyes He's got the big beard And the, I don't know There's so many stories about him And It's not certain What's truth And what's just propaganda Because Everybody hated him In Russia Like the A lot of the upper class Hated him Because they hated the idea Of this like
0: Peasant essentially. but he was a peasant yeah. and, he, and
2: he and he had like access to the sirena yes, yeah. and they, they hated that idea uh, that he had so much influence mm. and then a lot of the uh middle class and the, and the poor people just hated him because he was so goddamn weird yeah and they they kind of viewed him as like this symbol of the decadence of the ruling class that they they would oh, and they, all of these rumors about the weird sex parties and the magic and yeah the, anti-religious stuff so everybody in Russia like hated his guts yeah uh I actually thought at one point in this movie that Hellboy should just like just trick him into going to Russia because then (laughs) it was just like the the final scene of the movie would just be like Russian dash cam footage of like (laughs) Rasputin getting dragged behind a semi-trailer like like tin cans behind a wedding wagon Then just then do it all again uh but yeah, at the start, he's working with the Nazis, uh, in particular. It makes sense when you think about it. Mm. They, oh yeah, totally you know. I mean,
1: this is exactly the kind of thing that Hellboy does, where they take like weird things from real life and then just give it an even more occult slant and go like. Yeah. So that's
0: a huge theme of the movie, and I guess the comics probably as well is this uh, conspiracy theory sort of like. Um, just weird things that are never quite explained Aliens Bigfoot it's kind of like the X-Files you know mm. like yeah. weird stuff that uh, that might be true mm. and that actually is true
1: yeah and it's got a, a common uh, sometimes criticism sometimes just comment about this movie it's got a real Men in Black vibe to it mm. Mm. Uh, which I think it helps make it a bit more palatable because the comic doesn't really give you that sort of intro from the real world into this weirdness yes. the comic just throws you straight in and you can do that with comics more whereas this one kind of takes that approach to it I found, and I think that helps
0: I found it to be very Pastiche, like mm. there were a lot of times in the film where it felt like other films were being referenced. Yeah. The beginning for me was really like Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, yeah, like, that's definitely that like was a, definitely yeah, a thing. Definitely. And even like the last you said a bit like this, yeah, really, really Indiana Jones feel, like this idea that there are these relics and the Nazis are involved and the, mm. the good guy Americans are trying to like. Great, and watch this sort of ritual occur. Mm. We find, like,
1: while all that was going on, just in the background, you can see someone tied up with a like, with a, with a fedora yeah. hat on, who's just like closing his eyes and not looking at the portal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I didn't realize though it was Rasputin until they said it was Rasputin. Mm. Like at, yeah. when I, when they were showing him, I just thought he was the bad guy who was this bald guy with a beard mm. um, because he doesn't look like our image, our like Charles Manson image yeah. of, of. He's actually. I was. I said to you, I like. He's a really good-looking Rasputin. You know, yeah. like Rasputin is yeah, more of
2: Patrick Wilson type.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Get it, Rasputin. <laughs> <laughs>
0: he can hit that. Hey. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yes. Yeah, so the movie starts with their yeah this ritual. The Nazis and Rasputin are yeah. opening up a portal to hell. Is yeah. it hell? Yes.
1: We well,
2: it's, cosmic it's, hell.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's like, it's a very Lovecraftian yeah. kind yes. of uh, old ones style. There's the Ogrodzichard, which are these, um, which is just these kind of. God-like beings That are Imprisoned in a crystal Thing in space
0: Are they the ones With the tentacles? They're the ones With the yeah. tentacles They're yeah. Yes. like the
2: Cthulhu things yeah. yeah Or like the Pacific Rim Monsters they're Yeah Kind of yeah. similar to those Yeah And that's yeah.
1: that's another Like uh, Those are the Like They're also a thing In the comic But Guillermo del Toro In particular Loves that kind of Lovecraft-esque yes. Thing yeah. So yeah um,
2: so the people he's working with on the Nazi side, uh, in particular, he's working with like a gas mask-faced man yeah. with like blades on his hands, who is called uh, Hitler's greatest assassin. Yeah, uh, really more accurately, well, what I wrote down is Hitler's greatest poymaster because he spends like ninety percent of his screen time just twirling his blade blades around yeah. really yeah. fast.
0: He was pretty lame. I didn't like him. Just saying. I filled with sand, and he runs on clockwork. The work. sand bit <laughs> cool. Too much twirling. Yeah, so much. He's very voice.
1: showy. It's, it's it's his version of villain monologuing. Yeah, like rather than actually talking about his because he doesn't have a voice. He just goes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: And it's it's it's. Yeah, it's a lot like the guy in Raiders who twirls his swords and then uh, Harrison Ford just shoots him. Yeah. Like, I kept expecting that to happen, and everyone, but it never does. Everyone's mm. just watching him twirl for two minutes, mm. looking at their watches, and then finally he like enters killed. the, the fight scene. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so at the start, there's, like, a team of U.S. soldiers or maybe British, I don't know. They've got, like, the British dude with them. Uh, well,
0: yeah, the British dude is sort of like the, the narrator and...
1: Yeah, that's uh, yeah. yeah and that's he, John that's, Hurt later. Yes, that's Professor Trevor Broom. Oh, yeah. thank you. See, this is
0: why we're, <laughs> we're we're a comic book movie podcast, guys, because one of us has always have read the comics, so that's what that person's got to do is tell the other two what's going on. So, yeah, he's so a, he, he's the
1: occult expert. Yes. Um. But yeah, everyone else, is, I think they're just American. They're, they're just American just, they're soldiers. They're just GIs. Like they're yeah. you know the good old boys out there fighting Hitler.
0: So they've opened the portal and. There's like some something goes wrong with the portal, and some bad guys, some Nazis get sucked into it, yep. and then it gets, and then Rasputin sort of is killed, and seemingly it, it seemingly goes very wrong, um, yes. but eventually the portal and all the bad guys seemingly get killed, but of course I don't, we know, they're not going to be dead for long, and the uh, that the, the British guy and the Americans are watching this happen, and then the portal closes and they're sort of just left there going, wow, that was weird, and the occult guy, the, the professor. Uh, Broom yep. um, says, um, "Well, the portal has been open too long. Something must have come through."
1: Yeah,
0: and they they do a bit of a search and they find a little baby demon. Little baby demon. Now <laughs> he was the cutest little baby demon I've ever seen. Yeah, I, I forgot how cute baby Hellboy was.
2: I loved the part where one of the soldiers just kept yelling out, "It's an ape!" It's an exorcism, it's says it like, three times. He's yeah. like, look at that red ape with the giant stone hand. But <laughs> like, clearly not an ape. And there was one earlier in, in one of the soldiers was like, there's nothing on this island except for, like, just a bunch of rocks. And then the broom was like, these are buildings. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like those, those soldiers, they really see what they want to see. Yeah, yes. it's yeah, like, yeah. They, they don't have much situational awareness. But they, they start shooting at baby Hellboy, and then uh, broom stops them and says... No, it's just a just a baby we can kind of like raise him as one of our own. Mm. And then they they give him the nickname Hellboy. Now one question I had was did the professor actually give him like a like a regular name like like John or something or did he just No, call his name is Hellboy. Seems a bit
0: it's pretty cruel. Yeah. <laughs> well, he says that in the movie, though. He says maybe yeah. it was a bit cruel, but we called him Hellboy. Because, he I mean,
2: you can have, like, a nickname and a regular name. Yeah. Like, I, I know It doesn't have that. to be one or the other. Mm-hmm. Like, but did the professor know that? Or was he just like, yeah, that's good enough. It's already on the birth certificate. I'm not changing the paperwork. And then I everyone had to, I don't think to like... gonna,
0: there was any paperwork, Kyle. I, I, mean, I, I, I mean, I think they found a little demon from hell and raised it, probably in secret, without any paper trail. He's going to
2: have a tough time... Buying a house when it comes time <laughs> to that. well, he
1: does have a real name as well. But the problem is when he says his real name, his horns grow out and he becomes the harbinger of the apocalypse. What well, is <laughs> his real name? Arnon Moon Rama. Oh, that's the thing that happened. That's a little unclear in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. That, that, when I was watching that, going, I feel like if I didn't know the comics, this would be a bit confusing.
0: I've got to say, and we'll, we will get to it, but there were definitely parts where I was like, Meh, yeah, you were just sort of like watching, it going, I guess this is happening now.
1: Yeah, it's a bit like that. Yeah. yeah.
0: So. Um, Oh, I was going to say one more thing. Oh, that's all right. So there's a when they tame Baby Hellboy when he, he gets out of Baby Ruth bar yep. and gives it to him. Now is that a direct um, Goonies reference?
1: I don't know actually. It just... I wonder. Well, yeah. in,
0: in the Goonies, um, they tame Sloth. Mm. Is that from the comics, the Baby I Ruth thing? I don't
1: remember if the Baby Ruth thing is specifically from the comics.
0: Well, I'm not sure. If, if not, because like I said, I felt like I was seeing so many shout-outs to other movies in yeah. this film, more so than other Del Toro movies. Like, it was felt really, really pastiche mm. So, I don't know, maybe it, maybe it was just a random thing, but um, I was like, oh, it's just like the Goonies. That's what they do. They give him a Baby Ruth bar. But anyway, so, yeah, now Baby Hellboy, and then it goes to cuts of credits our favorite type of credits the clips of media <laughs> mm, putting yeah. together a story and mm. this is where we kind of get the sense that hellboy is sort of like a sasquatchy type yeah. like he's yeah he's
1: an urban legend people have seen him but he, they don't know what he does. he's like
2: that boy he's yeah. like all of the all of the like the tabloids are like leading with images like blurry images of him and mm. speculating about his existence and government involvement and uh, we're soon introduced to Jeffrey Tambour, yes! who I'd forgotten was in this movie. I'd as, totally
0: forgotten he was in As it. the
2: head of the FBI and is on television, specifically denying the existence of both Hellboy and this uh, Bureau of Paranormal...
1: The BPRD, Bureau of Paranormal Research and Defence. <laughs> okay.
2: Yes. Uh, and then it turns out, though, that it does exist and it's made up of, like, a bunch of urban legends working together. Yes.
0: Mm. Yeah. Um, before that, though, we do get a scene... Um... When it comes back from the credits, there's a scene in I think it was the Ukraine or I can't remember Romania or somewhere like that. It was in the snow, and it's the Nazi girl again. Um, and they resurrect. oh yeah, briefly
1: Rasputin just has a quick scene with her in 1940. You know, five or whatever, where mm. he just he just says, "Oh, by the way, I grant you eternal life." Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And so she's still young, yeah. and uh, basically they rise, they, they they um rise Rasputin up out of the blood pool or whatever. Um, and oh, I will say this: I actually had on DVD the director's cut, and I watched that, um, and I. Yeah, so there might be little things that I I saw that you got It was only about ten minutes longer, so it wasn't significantly different. I, don't I have
1: think. actually seen the director's cut, but not for a few years. In rewatching it for this, I watched the original. Yeah,
0: so. I I don't think it's that different from yeah. my understanding. I think it's just little bits here and there. Mm-hmm. So not no big changes. But anyway, um, apparently one of the changes was she says to him, "Your eyes." Like I don't think in that scene, in that scene I saw. She says to him, "What have they done to your eyes?" Yeah,
1: that's not in the no. theatrical. What, yeah. what did they do? With his eyes? I don't know. It's... I think it's that he. Yeah, I think he has like no eyes in okay. or something like that. He did. Yeah. He
0: has no eyes. eyes.
1: No, 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 no. That's what I mean. They they redid it. For the, oh, they they cut that out for theatrical. But I think in it's no, something I can't like. Really yeah,
0: I remember not getting it really. Yeah, I, it definitely could have been cut, which obviously yeah, which it was. It was yeah. <laughs> so um, anyway, can, yeah. So but then yeah, we cut to a young FBI agent. Who has been assigned? Yeah, to this. What was it? The BP. Uh, BPRD. BPRD So he's like
2: yeah. our audience surrogate. He's like yeah. a newbie who's getting dragged into this like weird department full of urban legends. Yep. Yeah,
1: and this is this is one of those things where I, I wish this character wasn't in the movie. Yep. I get why he yeah. is. Yeah. I don't know if people would have been willing to go with it if they didn't have the audience surrogate because he's not in the comics at all. No. He's, he, he's, he's just a random guy. Yeah, and yeah. they've, they've clearly gone, oh, we need someone from the regular world to be introduced yes. to this. And I don't know, do you reckon it would have worked if they just thrown you in? I totally do. But again, yeah, I can totally. see
2: why they it did. It's like, there's a line of dialogue where is saying, like, I handpicked you from 600 names to join in hmm. on a very strict sense of criteria. And the criteria was just like, I need the most normal, white, bland audience surrogate that I can Mm. get. And, yeah, he got him. Uh, I can't even remember the dude's name. John Myers. John Myers, okay.
0: So, um, no, I agree. It it absolutely, you know, in the hands of a better director, absolutely wouldn't be necessary to to, to tell that story. I would say that um, del Toro... Has a tendency to fall back on com- um, popcorn. He loves popcorn tropes, and he yeah. actually his movies are not that complex. No. He never really even his most complex movies are actually pretty straight down the middle. And he struggles sometimes with telling stories that are a little bit more meaty because he he kind of is very just de- subs- about the visuals. That's it, and mm. and that's what he does, and that's what I mean. So I think for that for this particular director in this time the easiest way for him to, to, to introduce us to Hellboy and right. the world is is this guy, John I, Myers. I do
1: think there's an element of this is the first movie and to sell this movie to producers and to get a studio to make this, I think they needed yeah. to have that as well. I think it's as much on getting the movie made in the first place, uh, convincing someone we can make this movie because we have this audience surrogate, because this, Hellboy 2, he's not even in it. They just get rid- They they just have a throwaway line yeah. of dialogue about how he got transferred away, and they just go straight with the. It's just all the weird stuff, and yeah. it works a lot better. And I think I think I feel like it's yeah, just as much on on like having to pitch this movie as don't worry, we're doing a lot of weird stuff, but we're gonna have a way to yeah to angle it. To. The exec
2: yeah. was like, "You're putting a white normie in there, and goddamn it, the next draft of the script, those eyes better be back in Rusty. <laughs> <laughs>
1: get Hank Kingsley in here." <laughs>
2: So Myers is like, he's given the tour of the BPRD and he's like showing all of the different like urban legends that he's going to work with. So there's like a merman dude and there's a hellboy dude. I just love the idea of this like department of urban legends. But so there's it's like, not, mm. but
0: hang on, unfortunately I didn't, I didn't really get that, that there was like, what, the, the Sasquatch is in there as well somewhere. Yeah, they go,
2: Sasquatch, here's your partner, like a <laughs> ghost train. <laughs>
0: He's,
1: he's Sasquatch works in accounts. Right. <laughs> he's actually just over in HR. And he dabbles a bit in a few different here's things. Comp- he's mostly just admin. He's
2: our computer guy, a Tasmanian Tiger. Yep. Uh, here's your new. Here's your new boss. Uh, it's the idea that the Great Wall of China can be seen from the moon.
0: Like it's
2: all, it's all just urban
0: legends. Uh,
2: Every
1: time you go talk to that guy, you go, "Oh yeah, I guess it can." And then you walk outside. Wait, no.
0: Can't. <laughs> and silly. his boss, David Ike. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking. Oh, of- <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Are, we getting, are we doing it now? All right, let's do it now. Okay. So speaking of David
2: Icke okay. as we are discussing conspiracy theories and yep. Hellboy is all about sort of urban legends and what the government is hiding from us. Google Building Seven, y'all.
1: <laughs> but which, by the way, again, not also not in the comics. Hellboy is just public. In the comics, ah. it's, it, yeah, it's an interesting joy. Like I, I think, again, I think they did that to make it a little more palatable for,
2: yeah. for everyone. Those are very men, and men Black Well, in this mode. movie, yeah, he, yeah. I in, thought it was a secret. Day.
0: In this movie, I mean, though, he kind of becomes public. Like he gets a lot of exposure in this movie. He becomes yeah. active,
1: he becomes actively public in the second one. Yeah, That's well, this I, one, I mean, really he's like he's just
2: running around. Yeah. yeah, Like there's no. He's, he's
1: constantly running around because like, he doesn't want to be secret. Yeah,
2: yeah. But we're getting away from it, which is that. Since we're talking about conspiracy theories and urban legends yeah. and sort of the secret secret creatures that are that are running around, uh, I think you have a, a personal anecdote to tell about about the puppet masters who are controlling us.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Jimmy. <laughs> Um, yeah, so there is a guy called David Icke who uh, does a lot of speaking tours. Uh, he's He's he his is a footballer, right? He was, yeah, Originally. he was. He's and then... been
2: churning out books for years and years and years, and his main thing is that there's a group of aliens called the Reptilians, or the Anunnaki, and... They are secretly controlling all of humanity and they can disguise themselves as humans. But they're lizard people. But they're lizard people. And, and you know, the British Royal Family are lizard people and that's mm-hmm. why they killed Diana because she wasn't. And, you know, Bush is a lizard person. This person's oh, a lizard all person. Oh, all leaders yeah. over the world are. And it's all like this vast unified conspiracy of alien reptiles. Yeah. Yes. I
0: think the latest thing is that the moon is one of their main weapons and they send out um, um... Like, mind control pulses from the moon. The mm. moon is, is actually a, a like a Death Star sort of thing. Legit, David Icke seems like a lovely person. Every time I see okay. him speak on the internet, I'm like, I would like to have a cup of tea with that man. The funny thing
2: is, is he's been barred from entering a few countries to give speaking tours on the basis that people believe that his reptilian thing is just kind of a dog whistle for anti-Semitism.
0: Yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah. And they're
2: saying, "Well, you're talking about like a, a group of evil people who are like controlling the world, and a lot of it just sounds like if you, you copy pasted like Jews and replaced it with like reptilians, and we're getting weirded out." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so they didn't let him into a couple of places, mm. but they think, did let him into Australia. Yes, yeah. so we're <laughs>
0: stepping on Owen's story. No, no, that's
1: all right. So I that's background back. yeah. into who this man is. So he did come to Australia a few years ago, and um, I, I've. I, I worked uh, for the venue at which he was speaking, which I'm going to like leave, you know, but I'm just going to try and keep as as clear to to just facts as possible. I don't want to, (laughs) because I'm sure this man probably has lawyers, but he did speak at a venue at which I was working and it was a very interesting experience. He had a huge PowerPoint and he spoke for about 12 or 13 hours. Holy like, boy, holy there God. were breaks in there and it was only scheduled to go for, I think, like eight hours and it went for, yeah.
0: So it was yeah. like a day, like a it's like, a, like seminar. a seminar.
1: It was a seminar, yes. And, it, and, and it was a huge venue, and sold it, out.
0: It was sold out.
1: It was massive. There was so many people and like and we were just um out sort of doing, you know, food and drink stuff during the day. People could come out and, you know, when what they needed a the, the break. What was the crowd like? Well, people would just try and engage you and talk to you and be like, you know, he's got a lot of really good ideas. Have you heard? Like, what like trying doing? to
0: justify <laughs> their, their beliefs no just trying
1: to get us on board just really like hey have you heard have you heard the good news (laughs) the (laughs) The world's controlled by reptilians the funny thing (laughs) is
2: is that uh the jehovah's witnesses had like a huge thing in melbourne recently i think they had like an international conference and for like days they were because they all had badges from the conference but days they were out and i work right next door didn't didn't hear a uh when they're on break they're on break (laughs) <laughs> uh whereas David Icke guys, they're 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 just one hundred percent.
1: Yeah, and so occasionally we, we would like pop in to just see what was going on, and there were just things like something about like magnetic fields from the sun were 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 disrupting. But you know, like like discharges of magnetic fields yeah. from the sun were causing uh, global warming and yeah. climate change. Uh, and just all sorts of weird like pseudoscience and I, I remember one point he was talking about a, a famous child abduction and said I can't remember which one it was, but it, he was saying that happened because the, the the reptilians wanted a child that matched that description so that child was taken and just just casually throwing these things out like and uh, as though it's just oh yeah you know because of course they do that Right. Yeah. yeah, it was a really weird experience.
2: Like, <laughs> I just can't believe it was that. When you originally mentioned the story, I, mm. I just had it in my mind that It was going to be like sixteen minutes, and it was just going to be like this This short yeah. little presentation. But man. full day
1: affair. People were leaving um, in the last hour or two because pro- because it, it was just getting too late. It had gone, late. gone over over time, and they were just exhausted. And fair enough. But like, no one was like mad that it went long or anything. It was just. I wish you could have a
0: photo of Kyle and my faces right now. Because Mm. both of us are just like, wow. (laughs) (laughs) And it was all
1: just on one laptop with one PowerPoint file that just had like a thousand (laughs) slides that he just went through and talked and talked and talked. I do have
0: friends who went and saw him in Sydney.
1: Oh, okay. like, like
0: ironically, or... ironically,
1: yeah. Okay. But they
0: because they're obsessed with him as well. Yeah. yeah. But if if he, if he came back, I probably would consider going.
1: Like he's he's got that thing about him where it's just he's got that kind of charisma where yeah, he can he just talk and he so just likable. kind of got, yeah. And if you and I think it, did, it was really fascinating in terms of like what people are willing to buy into and mm. believe and. That was a really fascinating thing to, to watch. Yeah. Just that many people in Melbourne of all places. Like, it's 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 very far removed from where he normally is. I think it was the first time he'd been to Australia. I had no idea that it was that popular or that huge. And he's...
0: Yeah. What, what... Do you reckon there was... There was probably a proportion of people who were there, ironically.
1: Probably.
2: probably yeah. For
0: 13 hours? Yeah. well they were probably the ones who left early. Yeah, I reckon they would have like, left after like eight.
1: two or three. They're right. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. See, I would... I'd,
2: I'd sit in it for a couple of hours, but 13 hours? Yeah. Oh, boy.
0: Yes. Well, you'd really believe after that. You'd just, yeah. you'd just be like, well, I, I've, 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 I've given this amount of time to it. I'm, I've come this yeah. far.
1: I've never paid attention to anything this long, <laughs> so <laughs> I guess I have to. Oh, wow. Yeah. Anyway, so... So that's my experience with conspiracy theories. Well,
0: we love, we love conspiracy theories oh, on we this do. podcast, yeah. and I believe we'll probably bring them up again mm-hmm. and again. But this movie's particularly good for it, because... Yes, yeah, Steph, you're sure. a
1: notable flat earther.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really loving the truth coming out this week. Rapper B.O.B. on Twitter, mm. really taking it to Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yes.
2: I was on List of Conspiracy Theories on Wikipedia last night, and my favourite one... Well, you that update I got... that page. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've got to moderate it. Uh, <laughs> my favourite one that I found that was new was just called "Lenin is a Mushroom. <laughs> as in L-E-N-I-N. And I'm tying it in, because we've got a no, Russian yeah. character. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've never heard of this before, and... It's only like a stub <laughs> Wikipedia article, so I'm not sure if someone's just made it for a laugh. But it was saying that uh, during the, the sort of period of the Soviet Union where things were easing up and it was sort of during the early 90s when the censorship was sort of getting easy and they were moving away from like the repression of the past, there was this television show and the two presenters just started having this completely deadpan conversation uh, and it was kind of like a news talk discussion show where they just said that Vladimir Lenin had devoured so many mushrooms and hallucinogenic mushrooms during his life that at the end, he physically turned into a mushroom. And... <laughs> They said like it like a as, Violet Beauregard situation. I, so the article, a lot of I googled it instantly. Everything's in Russian though, so oh. I, I, I can't get to the bottom of it. Yeah. It sounds like just from my brief examination, they did it as a piss take, and the audience who was watching it was so used to this show just being like the word of God that a whole lot of people actually like believed it. That's amazing. I and love that. That's yeah, one of the best I gotta, ones. I gotta check. I'll I'll check it out and I'll uh, I'll do a bit of fact checking well, because we, it sounds We'll put it, it up
0: on great. our our, our sites. If you follow us on social media, it'll probably end up turning into a comic book social media stream and a conspiracy theory. So yeah, two things. Why not? Two two parts. They go well together. Mm-hmm. Okay, so anyway, back to back to Hellboy. We're we're at the um, we're at the, the department. And yep. uh, John's getting shown around. He's met yep. Abe Sapien, who's yep. this mermaid dude. Yeah. Yep. Voiced by David Hyde Pierce, who re- who refused um, credit. credit on it because he wanted to give the... Doug Jones? Doug think, Jones, yeah, yes. Yep. Um, you know... it's
1: uh, nice. Yeah. And Doug does a great performance, I think, in this too. Like, he does a... Like, mm. a, like Doug Jones does a lot of creature work, and he just particularly does a lot of work with Guillermo del Toro. Yep. He's the... Um, He's the, the pale man in Pan's Labyrinth, the guy with the yeah. eyes in his hands, and you know, he's also Pan in Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, um, yeah and I, I respect the David Hyde Pierce, good on you. <laughs> yeah,
0: but he's got that perfect voice, and mm, like yeah. this sort of honey, oh, like effeminate sort of mm. voice, bookish. That, bookish, yeah, that, that, that works very yeah. well.
2: Uh, so Abe Sampion is like mermaid guy, mm. and then Hellboy is like demon, kind of brawler guy. Uh, what else? They've got the sword of Longinus or the spear of Longinus, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is this kind of like this urban legend about this famous depiction of Jesus's crucifixion, where there's a Roman soldier, uh, stabbing him with a spear. The idea is that whoever wields this spear, uh, is undefeated, in, undefeatable in battle. Uh, that's just hanging on their wall like a big mouth yeah. billy base. It's in the like, hallway. It's, yeah. it's in the hallway, in like a glass case. Yeah. It's like it's where you put a little map of the building or something. Yeah, yeah. and that was a bit weird for me. Know <laughs> your exits. Yeah. Here's the spear of Longinus. Yeah. <laughs> Don't break the glass and take yeah. it. Just just for looking, no touching. Fire extinguisher there. Yeah. That's a CO two.
0: <laughs> and and during this, um, it's uh, the professor broom is uh, is. Is kind of just giving a bit of history of the department Mm -hmm. and talks about the history of the occult in Europe and says that the the great occult wars died in 1958, the same year Hitler died. (laughs) (laughs) And so you know that's the sort of thing we're hearing. You know that it's yes, this uh, this alternate version of history that Mm. conspiracy theorists probably buy into, but you know uh, go against the norm that we've been told by governments. There is a
2: conspiracy theory about Hitler's suicide, Mm. uh, saying that. I think it goes that he didn't actually kill himself and the Russians staged the scene. And then I think the Russians just tortured the living shit out of him. because You yeah, don't want I to get tortured by a Russian. Well, that's probably why he killed himself. Because you'd surrender to the British. But man, if the Russians are closing in, you gotta, you got to make your exit quickly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they, they kind of nod to that. And uh, then they introduce... What's his name again? I keep on forget. He's such a forgettable character. Hellboy. No, the, <laughs> <laughs> the normie. Oh, John Myers. John Myers. to to Hellboy. He's gonna be like Hellboy's handler. I yeah, think. yeah.
0: Yeah. And Hellboy loves cats. Yes. So that's a good thing about him. That's nice. Is that that's from the comics? Yeah. I I
1: feel like that one's a new thing. I think okay. that's just in the movies.
0: Be- so basically, this he loves whole-
1: pancakes in the comics. Okay. That's-
0: <laughs> so the whole one of the big conceits of the character is that he's this big scary, you know red looking demon guy who who cuts off his horns to blend in better. Because mm-hmm. in you know, if he doesn't shave them off, they're they're really big yeah. um and scary. And I guess so so they make the comment that he's like reverse dog years, even though he's been around for sixty years or whatever or more. Mm. He is like a teen or like a twenty year old. Like he's a young man. Like he's yeah. got the yeah. he's got the personality of a young man and then the other thing that you just because he's been brought up in America and he's you know a um you know he's just a young guy who's been brought up by good guys he's got this sort of you know kid like and and just sort of incongruous nature to compare to the way he looks so he loves <laughs> cats he loves pancakes he's <laughs> a joker he is in love with a girl unrequitedly and sort of you know is bumbling around her and there's just... That that is the juxtaposition mm. to his looks.
2: Yeah, and he puts up this front of being a this, tough guy. Yeah, yeah. tough yeah. guy. But you know, you see underneath, he's really just going through like a rebellious phase against his dad. Yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah, yeah. it is kind of a teenager father dynamic.
1: Yeah, and actually, quite a few of those things are added in for the movie. Those aren't straight from the comics. Like mm. the teenage, the sort of sullen teenager thing, that's new. Mm. And this is in some ways where the movie creates its own version of Hellboy. And yeah. tonally, it's quite different because in the in the comics, I always got the feeling. He Who's a bit more of a Ben Grimm style, like the thing in the Fantastic Four. Yeah. It's just this kind of working Joe who's just, but he has to fight like mm. monsters and like you know, things like the Baba Yaga is a, like from Russian folklore, yeah. is, a, is a recurring villain in the comics. She just shows up sometimes. Yeah. Um, Does yeah.
2: Mothman ever pop up his head? Because oh. he would be perfect for this.
1: I'm sure he must get referenced at least. I don't know if I've ever read a Mothman story with with Hellboy, but yeah, he would definitely be in that world. Like that's a, um, that's the perfect kind of big thing. Fan like, of Man the Ogre Pogo gets mentioned. Right. I know at one point they are just like you know yeah. he's just out there fighting things. Um, but yeah, the, the sort of. Teenager coming of age thing. That's all for the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I've like, got but, to say, oh, sorry. I oh, just there's no romance between Hellboy and Liz in the comics. Oh, it's, it's yeah, they're, yeah. They're just they're just they're just friends. They're just platonic.
0: Well, I was gonna I was gonna say so, so when this got made, you know, um, there sorry there was a lot of different people trying to make this movie, um, but um, Del Toro saw this as a like a dream picture that he'd always wanted to make, yeah. and he always wanted to cast Ron Perlman, who is not a movie star by any means he's like a, a a kind of a Steve Buscemi sort of type in that he's just this um character actor who's been working for a long time is a much older like he's he's over 60 now yeah. and um has just been in lots of movies and has got one of those very weird fa- you know a weird face very very um distinct and it's always like oh there's that guy again he's yeah. in this movie and had never really been a star of anything yeah.
1: But he's so perfect. Help. Well, I just well, this was what I wanted to say. Yeah. So
0: he's perfect for Hellboy physically. Yeah. And yes, he's got a lot of swagger, and he's got that working class thing down well. And so I, I can he see what you're saying in that if that was what he was like in the comics, like a Ben Grimm, then yes, you're right. He's absolutely perfect. The part for me that didn't quite sit well when I was rewatching this was the teenage, yeah, thing was that he was because he'd go from being like yeah a wisecracking just sort of average joe to being like just literally like fawning over liz and literally being like what should i say to her like talking to himself like oh she's 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 going out with him and 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 being and being a little petulant boy about her a
2: lot of pining
0: and that that's not that ron perlman does not come up does not do that like that he, he did not sell me that he was 21 year old you know what i mean like i didn't get that at all mm. um so that fa- they they kept telling me that that was what he was like but i didn't feel it okay but that's just i don't know i think that was a casting problem yeah. as well as a storytelling problem but anyway
2: sure. yeah i i think they should have been more crack and wise and less you know Pining. staring wistfully at, at liz yeah yeah
0: yeah <laughs> liz is uh she's not there at the time she's not she's not at the um, bureau at this point but she's another team member mm-hmm. and she's like a pyrotechnic but we'll get to her. Pyrokinetic. Sorry what did I say? Yeah. Pyrotechnic. I, well, <laughs> she just sets off oh, fireworks. <laughs> she's just a barely dude yeah.
1: a single She works at the carnival. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> so the team of like uh, Abe Sapien, uh, Hellboy and myers Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. uh land boy they they are they are quickly called into action uh to defuse a paranormal threat at i think the new new york public library or something something like that or a a, a museum yeah Mm. uh so there's this like hellhound tentacle dog thing uh that's like running amok in the museum oh (laughs) okay i think they say it's a demon
1: yeah, yeah. He's, he's he's the he's the hub. He's he's like yeah, he's the Hellhound. He's the seed of destruction, which is a reference to one of the early the first Hellboy comic story is called Seed of Destruction. Cool. But he's not in that. That's just a that's sort of a, he's a new new character for the movie, different yeah. kind of demon.
2: What do you think of this demon dog thing?
1: I like how much they work in the prosthetic suit because they actually they, they, there's a lot of CGI with this thing, but. More often than not, and it's Doug Jones again, the guy that plays Abe Sapien. it's also really? him in that yeah, suit. wow, that's cool. I think, I'm pretty sure. Ah, uh, you know what, I might be wrong on that. Don't. Okay. IMDb it. Okay. Um, but yeah, they, they do have a lot of shots of a practical suit for Semiel and I really like that they go go to that effort. Like, this has got a real monster movie vibe to it, mm. and that's that's... Clearly, something that Guillermo del Toro loves doing. He loves his old monster movies. Mm. And they, they really do go out of their way to put a lot of prosthetics in. And I thought that worked really well for this. So, yeah. I do
0: really like del Toro's commitment to visual effects in general, like yeah. how he approaches it in general. He'll use CGI and he'll use um, practical, and he, he really gets it. Like, mm. he, he gets what looks good. And he never. And boy, it would have been great if he'd done The Hobbit, but anyway. <laughs> um, so. Um, so Hellboy yeah, comes yeah, in he to like beat in. the crap yeah, out yeah, of his yeah. dog,
2: and I don't know with the with the dog thing. I thought it was just going to be like the first monster that they that they kill just to get the team working together, mm-hmm. and then it's all going to be the Nazis. But the, the shtick with this dog is that every time you kill it, like it it, it multiplies. So there's like two new dogs come, yeah, and you, he just keeps like fighting these clone dogs like more and more throughout the rest of the entire. You're movie.
0: absolutely right, yeah. Uh, and, that, and that is a problem. So, the yes, this first dog arrives, and you do, you think it's almost just like a random bad guy.
2: Yeah, it's like the first
0: alien that they kill in Men in Black or something. Exactly, but no, this actually isn't a random dog. This dog has been resurrected by Rasputin or brought, you know, or I don't know how, but create, you know, summoned by our big bad. Um, and, yeah, throughout the whole movie... Um, they fight these dog things that can also whatever they are these demon dog things and that's really all they fight again and again just in different settings until they come to the end but yeah
1: mostly uh, around trains uh, yeah, yeah around <laughs>
0: trains and and um in you know in kind of sort of urban situations yeah. so that's i i agree i didn't like so i that did felt feel a bit same-y? Re- it felt repetitive yeah, yeah. okay one yeah.
2: thing i did like about the first fight is that <laughs> they, so, the fight quickly gets taken outside, as you said, into like an urban area on the street. And Hellboy's like brawling with the dog. And then Myers like runs to try and help him. And she gets hit by a car. And yeah. It's like hit by a fast moving car. And it was it was pretty like jarring. So, I, I, I kind of found it almost comical because I didn't <laughs> like the guy to begin with. Yeah. And then he like, he just like brushes it off. Mm. And I kind of thought, oh, so this guy is like paranormal. Like I thought it was going to be oh, a plot point because he just gets smacked by a car and then he's just like, yeah, he's just like, he's br- like isn't
1: it, it kind of a glancing? Yeah, thing
2: he gets sideswipedy, <laughs> glancing sideswipe
0: by like, and it's like a significant it's a shoulder bump. Car, yeah, but he's going he to hospital. Excuse me, he doesn't brush it off. He's then left in the middle of the road and another car is coming towards him and Hellboy saves him with that. Kind of famous shot of him yeah. punching the car, the and the car does a Red means stop. <laughs> I will say before that though, too, when Myers comes out to hell, I didn't hate Myers. I mean, I completely see, I completely I see, him, I completely see like... that he was an unnecessary, but I didn't have like strong feelings of hate. I didn't
2: hate him, but at the same time, you're not there for Myers. You're there for like absolutely you're there for the monsters. I completely agree. So every time he's on screen, it's just like I'd really rather be watching a monster. But
0: but but what I was gonna say was he at the bi- just before that he saves Hellboy. With by shooting, like he goes, Hellboy's getting beaten up in the thing, and then he cuts outside, and he goes, "I'm gonna go around the back," and you know, then you go back to Hellboy's fighting, 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 and then and then the Hell Dog has Hellboy on the ropes for a second, and then Myers is there shooting at him, Mm. and I was like, oh. He's not... Like, what I liked was that he wasn't, like, this bumbling, useless guy. No, no he holds his he, he, he does become part of the story and part of the gang pretty quickly. Mm, and he's yeah. not a complete idiot. Um,
2: so after after the hell dog kind of runs off, they have, like, Abe Sapien... Oh we No, use... oh, sorry. Uh, they have, like, Abe Sapien, like, do his CSI work on the scene at the library. And this is how they find out that uh, Rasputin and that Nazi poi dude are, like, the ones who set the... Uh, set the, the devil dog loose and it's it's, it's kind of a funny flashback because you get to see like Blade Guy back in action again and all of the security guards in the museum like point their guns at him and they're like freeze and he just spends like a minute just like twirling his blades around mm-hmm. not a, a single shot is fired. But even
0: if they had him he was invincible so. And he's something. getting warmed up yeah, yeah,
2: I just like that they let him get warmed up and yeah. then they're like... Oh, they just
1: continually is... warn him. Like They keep saying, drop the weapon, drop the weapon. Yeah, but
2: these are New York cops. Like, they're library guys. Well, at least they, oh, they're, they must be really sucks. <laughs>
0: But So that was a flashback.
1: Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's a weird storytelling thing where, because Abe Sapien is psychometric, yeah. so he can sense the history of objects. So that's them investigating after they've found Samael and he's run off, and then they're looking at where he came from. And so uh, that's them going, this is I like. Meanwhile, an hour earlier. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a
1: weird story. Because then I was like, oh,
0: they're creating more dogs.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, because yeah, after that, you've already seen Samael yeah. die, and then you see them talking about how one 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 falls, two shall rise. Oh, you've already seen that. It yeah. makes yeah. it seem like they're bringing back again but no that's actually a little mini flashback okay I mis- okay yeah.
0: so confession i started losing interest sort of when i was rewatching watching this last okay. night but <laughs> so there was Sorry. some of it tension, okay. tension in the studio so-, <laughs> <laughs> so um so yeah i was sort of just like kind of looking at my phone and hmm. you know it was still fun i just i don't know i don't know maybe i wasn't right in the right mood to watch it or something anyway
2: i think here is where well, they start bringing liz back yeah now. i think yeah. this is
0: where we get introduced to Liz.
1: Yes, so uh, Hellboy um, uh, leaves to go talk to Liz at whatever institution yep. she is currently in. And then they sort of have a little moment and he, he misses her, he wants, wants to see her. She asks him not to come back because she's, she she has trouble controlling her pyrokinesis and it's upsetting for her to see him and she's, she basically says don't come
0: back. So they were dating. They were, yeah. And why did she leave? Why did she go? What was the catalyst for her to go to the institution?
1: I think it's that that she was not she was not able to control the fire, sure. And she was she's doesn't want to hurt people, and she's worried that she was too volatile. So I think she just wanted to remove herself okay. from that life and just be like. Just just be, get it under control And try and work through some stuff
0: We should talk a little bit about Selma Blair's performance As Liz Sherman Because I found it to be kind of odd Like she seemed sort of drugged The no, whole bit, time It's very muted It's, it's a bit valiumy And yeah. I mean sometimes that was warranted Because she is in an institution And you can kind of get away yeah. with it But even later when she's out of that institution She just feels very uh, Just very monotone yeah. And kind of dead eyed like
2: pretty quickly you got to keep popping those things, otherwise you start getting the old way. Oh, you don't have to tell me, buddy. But um, the
0: other, the one I do like about her, Liz Sherman, was um, I thought the blue flame effects were great. Yeah, that was cool. I loved okay. her blue, like basically her flames are blue. They're mm. not. They're not red, and yeah, and they're just a really nice fluid. Just the way the effect comes about on her, it's sort of much mm. nicer than say pyro in X Men. It's just yeah. it's much more it's much more magical looking because yeah. it's blue but also because of the way the flames mm. run off her body there's
1: a really nice shot much later where she's she's doing a thing and she's completely engulfed in fire yeah. and she's walking down a few steps into water and in big puddles and they're just like going yeah, around yeah, her feet yeah. and yeah. it looks really cool like some of the effects hold up really really yeah, well I could have really done really with
2: good. more flaming in this movie Yeah. like she, she uses it once in a big way at the yeah. end of the movie yeah. could have done with a bit more like fireball action or something yeah. Yeah. but I guess they kind of saved it up and then when they they used it it was, it was really well cuz
0: they make a note that, that these eggs that get laid by the hell beast yep. which all you know create all these other hell beasts so and then when one dies two is created so they're like they're just sort of exponentially growing these these things yeah. anyway they make a they make a point that they're very um very susceptible to temperature and environment mm. which is like a f- little you know um what's the word foreshadowing mm. for um for what will happen to them and who might be the right person to end them, but we'll get to that. So, fire
1: kills almost
2: everything. Well, that's true. Yeah, it's not
0: like it's. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you wouldn't expect a, like a little sack of eggs to like survive a fire yeah. anyway. Fire or,
2: kills uh, almost everything except that Hellboy is immune. Yes. yes. Oh, it's how? Fireproof because he's a demon. Yeah, that's
0: really cool too. <laughs> anyway, so yep, yeah, so we meet Liz and then. Should they go back. Hellboy
1: gets taken back to the Institute. Yes. Uh, not to the Institute. Sorry, to the BPRD. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, then where do we go the from there? The... It's, oh, they go, yeah. The, okay. the second act's a bit, uh, a bit wonky. It's a,
2: it's a bit muddled. Um, yeah, it's
1: very much kind of, oh, let's go here. Oh, let's go here. And, Let, and <laughs> it's yeah. kind of
2: weird because Abe Sapien gets taken out kind of early. Like, he's mm. not around for the last... Like 40 minutes Yeah, yeah. So I guess in walk. the
0: middle There is the, the big the big set piece Of the middle Is back Viden Hellbeast But in the, in the subway mm. um, And in the Because they go Looking for the eggs They yeah. realise
1: Because he's laid some eggs In Hellboy's arm And they're like Oh there must be More eggs out there mm. uh, And they yep. realise He's laid them in the subway So they go
0: They go back to the subway yep. And so Abe Sapien has some Cool underwater scenes But then he fights And he gets There's a near miss With the dogs underwater and um, Hellboy has another big fight with the Hell Dogs, but this time more on the plane, on the train tracks, and on the train platform. <laughs> with the best bit of the movie, pretty much, which is when he's on the train platform and there's people around and he's fighting this disgusting Hellbeast. <laughs> and then you hear my and kittens. Then, and then you hear someone goes... and this would be me in that movie. This is this is like. If Steffi was in this movie, I would be carrying a box of kittens through the subway, and the kittens would drop, and then the hell beast would come and threaten my kittens, and I would go, my kittens! <laughs> <laughs> no. So there were adorable kittens yeah. in a little in a little crate.
1: And it's and mu- I feel like it's much better than the usual trope of just, oh, there's a crying child and something is about yeah. to fall oh, it's on them, much so the hero sure will pick them up and move them out children. of the way.
0: Exactly, and now instead it's crying it's a, kittens.
1: It's a, a little wooden crate of kittens. Yeah. <laughs> like. So of course, who's carrying this on the subway? <laughs> who should be?
0: Everyone should be carrying crates of kittens on the subway. <laughs> even, like, even nuns. I would rather see
2: like... You know the bus full of nuns in another movie, rather than another crying kid. Like yeah. change it up just a little bit. Mm. But yeah, I agree. The kittens thing was a bit refreshing.
0: Well, well could yeah, do Giddy- puppies. Guinea would be pigs. Good. Yep. Uh, a little bird, a little cockatiel in in a cage.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, if it's in a cage, yeah, fair enough. I was going to say, wouldn't it just like any fly- adorable
0: <laughs> small animal yep. would work? Anyway, uh, what
2: cockatiel? You don't <laughs> like
0: birds. Well, I like them, but
2: I think it would be a tough call mm. whether you. You stop a- fighting a monster to save a, a cockatiel. Oh. I just. Okay. This is a okay. moral choice. there's a calculus here. There's a collateral damage exists. A concept. Is... If you're fighting a monster, it's like if you if you deflect attention from fighting, it could it could kill like a, a, another bunch of people. It could put more people in danger. On the other hand, you've got a, a cockatiel.
0: Okay, that is literally the worst thing you have ever said on this mic. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. I am. <laughs> Horrified. Absolutely, this is worse. than What the if sex you scene. saved
2: the cockatiel and then he killed a kid?
0: He does
2: it would it for be on kittens. you. It would he be on stops you. Stops for kittens. Yeah, kittens. That's acceptable, but it's a crate full of okay.
0: kittens. It's a
1: crate full of okay. kittens. So, so what's so
0: your okay? Here if he's
1: okay if he killed if a kid dies if he saves the crate full of kittens? Well, I think that? if there's
2: how yeah. many how many kittens are in the crate if it's because it looked like it was about so an even ten. Six or it's, seven. Yeah, no, yeah,
0: no, no, there were two.
2: Oh. I think there's more. No, than there I just thought kittens. the. Christmas. I feel like there's more.
0: If there was I kind of tried kittens. to count them. I mean, well, I <laughs> you
1: gave them names, but you yeah. <laughs> know, oh, I was again. like, no, <laughs> not buttercup, not,
2: not boots, <laughs> <laughs> two kittens. That that uh. I steps. thought
0: it was two. Right. Three steps.
1: cockatiels. What about three cockatiels? This is a. <laughs> and
0: really... these are
1: the most adorable cockatiels you've ever these seen. These cockatiels can I... say,
0: "Kyle, well, I love you."
1: One of them's got a little
2: bow on its head.
0: One of them, and one of them, literally, you raised as a child from a, from an egg.
2: You found egg. it like on the road in a rainstorm. You know what? I genuinely did have cockatiels as a kid. Yeah. If they had survived to this day, it, okay. I'd still sacrifice them. Oh. It's a bird.
0: What happened to you as a child? It's a bird.
2: People are in danger. It's a subway. There there could be cave-ins. There could be trains coming. This could easily escalate into a situation where hundreds of people are killed and injured. And it would be irresponsible and and frankly unheroic to jeopardize that for a bunch of birds. Birds. (laughs) They're not even endangered. If it was an endangered bird, they're not even cool looking. If it was a cool looking bird... Or it made Cocketeers an interesting cool sound, sound, like yeah. a lyrebird, maybe. Or it looked cool like a majestic hawk or something like that. A majestic hawk. But... No, my falconry. <laughs> <laughs> it's like
1: someone with a big leather glove yeah. in the subway.
2: <laughs> but a cockatiel.
1: I think Kyle might be the hero that we deserve, but not the one we need. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's where we're. Oh, anyway,
0: up. <laughs> Hellboy saves a crater kittens. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. And he got lucky. He yep. got lucky that no one was hurt.
1: And this fight is when you get a lot of uh, you get a lot of the prosthetic uh, monster as well. Like yeah. they they switch between. There's one really weird shot where he, where Hellboy gets like punched, like, off into the distance, and it's, like, wire work, but they've, like, sped it up, and it looks really awful. For, like, I, it's just I didn't once, mind it, actually. Oh, really? That, that think... shot always stuck out to me. It's just, like...
2: The wire foo... The wire is, is noticeable okay. It's the fact that they sped it up. Times. It's got a weird frame yeah.
1: rate thing for one shot. But I think it's
2: because a... they are physical objects, and when they smash into a wall, yeah. you really get the sense, like, oh, a big a big object is, like, smashed into this wall. There's, like, yeah. such a sense of, like, gravity to it that yeah. I didn't actually mind the, the wire. Yeah. Uh, whereas... In, in other movies, like like say in Watchmen, when the Silk Spectre kick a guy and he just goes kind of flying, yeah. obviously on a wire, it was just a bit more jarring because there's so much more CGI mixed in, I guess. Sure, yeah. but um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't mind it in this. Okay,
0: yeah. I, yeah. Don't, I don't remember it. Mm. <laughs>
2: Sorry. How small was the window on your computer at this point in time? Was it just <laughs> steadily, steadily shrinking? How yeah. many
1: columns in TweetDeck did how you have open?
0: How many kitten videos did I... Yeah. Like, I saw the kittens and I was like, oh, that reminds me. YouTube exists. <laughs> yes. um, no, no, no. I kept watching. Anyway. Uh, okay, so then they save uh, they save the kittens. They, save, they, they get them, but then I guess, yeah, they go back to the, the bureau again. Yep, yep. At this point, there's a Jeff- lot
1: of like, let's go do something, now back to the bureau. Let's go do something, now back to the bureau. At
0: this yep. point, Jeffrey Tambor kind of is coming back too. Yep. And he's sort of like,
1: hey now. <laughs> <laughs> I love Jeffrey Tambor, I love Hank Kingsley. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm Oscar. <laughs> com. Um, so good. <laughs> um, Jeffrey Tambor is a legend, and actually, you should watch Transparent because it's incredible. But anyway, um, he is doing his kind of comic thing, and he's coming into the to the department and trying to sh- sort of shut them down. Yeah, because like, because they've been seen in public, he's yeah. starting to be like, "You guys can't do that." is just like talking
2: to people? Yeah, and they're just like talking back to him, like like. Thanks him. for my kittens. Yeah, and yeah, it's it's just like. How how are there no photos of them that aren't? Mm. But is there like a conspiracy in place where they're like, they're yeah, kind of like Men in Black, and that they can control all the media, yeah, or I don't know. But it didn't really bother me. At the same time, like I think the tone of this movie is is kind of light and pulpy enough that you're not really dragged into the, the reality of it. Too yeah, much. there's not
1: too much minutia to worry. about. Yeah, 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 you kind of just go along with. That it. That is yeah. something that I really enjoy about this is the, the sort of pulpy tone. To yeah, it. yeah. I, th- I think it it, it gets that it walks that line just right like i think it gets it just far enough that you can not worry about those kind of things too much yeah. but but it doesn't go so far that it feels too over the top
0: yeah absolutely yeah. I, I i don't mean to sound dismiss i actually really like the movie i really oh, yeah. do i just I don't know. For some reason, mm. it wasn't it wasn't getting me in. But I've yeah. watched it before and really liked it. And I, yeah. I agree, it's it's super fun. So um, you so also yeah.
1: don't have to like a thing just because I
2: like it. I
0: know, <laughs> and we don't, we're allowed to disagree. But yeah. I just wanted to make that clear. It's okay. it's mm. I didn't like Watchmen. I do like this one. I just I don't know. For some reason, was losing interest last night. But yeah. anyway, um, so yeah, they. they I don't know, about this time, there. about
2: this time, Myers recruits Liz back yeah, into the back yeah. into the bureau, yeah. and this is where the kind of love triangle starts uh, between Myers, Liz, and Hellboy. Mm. And this leads to a lot of the slower parts where Hellboy's just kind of yeah pining. There's out. this
0: big scene where he's on the roof talking to a kid, and he's watching them on this kind of I guess a date slash friend. They is went they out not really a date. They
2: they went out for coffee. Coffee, but okay. it's it's like the middle of the, the night. night. I yeah. think he probably asked her up to his place for coffee and then she didn't get the implications so then he's like fuck I better find a coffee shop that's open at 11pm at night. Well it is America. Then he probably got hit by a car again. <laughs> but I don't know it's like they're, they're it's just like still glancing at right? yeah, like, yeah. his other shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My coffee. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah he's kind of bumbling along he's on this date with Liz they're sitting on the park bench and Hellboy's kind of like leaping from rooftop to rooftop Watching kind of like that. keeping an eye trying to see if anything's going to happen because he's He's really kind of jealous.
0: I will say this. So, yeah, uh, throughout the thing, you're sort of like... It's sort of hinted that that Myers and Liz are going to kind of hook up, maybe. And you do sort of feel sorry for Hellboy. And you do actually kind of go, well, why would she choose Hellboy when this nice, good-looking man is, like, showing interest in her? Um, And, like, I guess we can jump ahead. Like, at the end, she chooses Hellboy. Like, Mm -hmm. he gets the girl. So, I mean, it was a bit like Shrek or whatever, like you know, mm. the ugly person can, can. And apparently, he says because he says a line to her at one point, like, "I'm I'm always gonna look like I'm always gonna look this good." Yes. And apparently, Del Toro said that to his wife.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> which is really
0: cute. Yeah. <laughs> um. I mean, yeah. It's yeah. It's cute. So I think, cause I think Del Toro was like, yeah, kind of saw himself in Hellboy. Somehow. I think there's,
1: there's definitely an element of that going on. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty cute. Anyway, so they go on a date. But the then weirdest I
2: just... Mary Sue.
0: I've <laughs> <had>. <laughs> oh no, let's not go into really Sue while, discussions. While
2: they're on this date, so the only guy left holding the fort is the mermaid dude who's, who's injured, who's injured, and also like he's. Reading like twelve books a day, I think they mentioned. Mm. It's really not much of a, a fighting type. No. So he's like the only dude there, and this is the point where the Nazis. So you got Ilsa and then Blade Guy. Cronin. Ah, yep, yep, and then Russ uh, Buston is with them too. Yeah. yeah, and they all they all crash the BPID and they have a confrontation with Hellboy's dad mm-hmm. and Professor Broom. Yes, Professor Broom.
1: John Hurt. Yes, doing doing his best old man John Hurt that he does.
0: He doesn't. It. it brings it into a lot of movies. It's great. Yeah, I,
1: he's great. In
0: this. I do yeah. like John Hurt a lot. Yeah.
2: And, and then, yeah, killing. Blade Guy just like slashes him with his little sword.
0: He was um, dying anyway. Mm. He was. He oh, had cancer. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, he, he gets killed, which is sad. Um, and then, of course, they come back and... Um, oh, well, yeah, because well, it's whilst um, uh, Hellboy is watching them on this park bench and then they come to... Get them, and Hellboy knows something's wrong Mm. because some, you know, someone's come to pick them up to take them back because of what's happened. So then there's a like a funeral scene, and everyone's really sad. And I guess they just were like, well, we got to, you know, I guess out of revenge now, almost Mm. go and catch him. So sort of like the blade, you know, it's now it's personal sort of thing. Yeah, there's
1: the extra sad thing with that too that um, Hellboy can't attend the funeral. Yes. Because he's a secret. So he, there's a thing where he's just watching it from a distance. He's, like, on a rooftop again or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, he can't be there. So that's...
0: And it is. It's like his dad. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember whether they... Did they have, like, a reconciliation? Because they were sort of fighting, even, you know, not not in a significant way, but they were, yeah, they were having that teenage mm-hmm. dad sort of, kind of, you know, kerfuffle. Yeah. That happens. Did they? Do they... Sort of make up not before I he don't, dies. Yeah, actually, I don't think do. they do. I think Aww. it's that they're
1: they they're in disagreement. That's yeah, because it starts
2: yeah. off Hellboy's been grounded, so mm. he's yeah. not talking to his dad. And then there's quite a quite a nice little touch I liked, which is that when Hellboy's like doing his macho act and smoking a cigar, and then he sees his dad's there, and he quickly like hides the cigar behind mm. his back, mm. just mm-hmm. like a guilty kid. And then I think um I think that the dad gives his big kind of like. Hellboy has so much potential and he's got to he's got to live up to his like potential. And he's a good good person at heart. But I think he delivers it to Myers and he's yes. like this is why I've chosen you. You've got to like guide him and bring it out of him. Yeah, they like don't... I think that was the speech that he should have given to Hellboy, but I don't think I don't think they actually did. No, yeah. it doesn't
0: I don't think they did. It's yeah. That's sad. Anyway, um he ba- yeah, basically sets up the third act which is the final, you know, showdown mm-hmm. between Rasputin and the, the Nazis and Hellboy
2: and it's in Russia so I was fully expecting <laughs> Rasputin's wearing like a Groucho Marx mask where <laughs> he's just like wearing <laughs> a big hood and then he's like delivering his bad speeches about opening like a portal to another dimension and then like a car goes by and he's like Zero. just hides his face.
0: <laughs> I cannot show my face in this yeah. Um yeah so they basically Liz and Hellboy but not Abe doesn't come with them this time yeah Abe just sits the whole thing out he's yeah. just reading back home they um they go to to hunt them down I suppose and there's um this is where the oh and Myers mm-hmm. and this is where they <laughs>
1: yeah you forget he's there because he's aggressively blamed. yeah
0: yeah <laughs> but he's with them too and um they find the the. Uh, like the the mausoleum. the mausoleum and the mothership of mm. Um, mm. of all of the Hell Dogs.
1: We're going to talk about the uh, corpse, though. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah. So and this is straight out of the comics. This is a, like a famous little short thing in the comics where yeah. Hellboy you know gets a corpse uh, and, oh. and, and and resurrects it and all like to, to get information and just carries it around yeah, like his Banjo back. Kazooism. Yeah, he does. Yeah, you fall on bandersnatch. Well, oh, Yoda in Empire Strikes Back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's a question I had. So do, does Hellboy? So Hellboy has... He's a demon and he is, you know... An expert in the occult, in a way, like he knows spells. Yep. Now, does he know spells and that beca- innately because because he's a demon? Or no, it's more than he's. do you learn it? Yeah, because he knows his he... shit. Like yeah. he's he's
1: been you know he's been raised by Gerald yeah. Broom, who is already an occult expert, mm. and it, you're sort of in this world, like these things are real, and it's just kind of arcane knowledge that you can that that learn can just yeah that can just well that be done. was
0: okay cool yeah. that was my question was like or is it just like is he tapping into like this. Like, his true, his true demon self to yeah. do well, that.
1: Well, I mean, there's probably an element of, like, he's probably a natural at it because of that. Like, he mm. probably has a certain am- amount of, like, you know, mm. natural... Like, a like a like let's say a midichlorian's count. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. He's got, he's, like, I think
2: if an average person just said that to the body, probably wouldn't yeah, do anything. No. But if Hellboy does it, then yeah. then, then it works. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: yeah. He's got an antenna boost. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. So, okay. So, they, yeah, they get this, <laughs> this dead body... It speaks Russian. Yeah. Um, on his shoulder. So it's a Russian corpse. It's a Russian corpse <laughs> yeah. and it's it, it helps him find get into the mausoleum. Yeah, so
1: you are and he's just carrying and this this thing is done like entirely physical. Like it's a puppet. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and it, I I think it looks great. It looks yeah. cartoony, but no, no, it's, no, it's, it's, it's I like mean, it's
2: what you sign up for when you watch a Guillermo del Toro movie. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. And it's just this. Yeah, he's just carrying it around on his back, and it's 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 shitty that it's been woken up. <laughs> it doesn't like him. It. Yeah, yeah it's, it's only
2: in for the ride because they're going to kill Rasputin again. Yeah. Like, ooh, this does. So we shot, poisoned, and drowned him last yeah. time. This time, maybe we can like maybe throw some fire into this. Like, <laughs> maybe drop a boulder on him <laughs> or. Yeah, he's been
0: thinking Maybe about. Maybe he could
1: ideas. be eaten from within by a giant tentacle monster. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah, I will we'll get to that. We can hope. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: So they they get through that. There's a bit where the um like it, this again goes very a bit more Indiana Jones again because they're mm. through these sort of like you know rocky things and Jeffrey Tambor was with them and there's a cool scene on this like you know rock bridge, and then um, uh, this big boulder comes and smashes the rock bridge and the and the dead guy gets taken out. And he like, yeah. what does he say? I should have stayed dead, yeah. or something, something yeah, they're, funny. They're in like a
2: video game castle, and yeah. all of these like traps yeah. are springing up, yeah. and then uh, yeah, like bridges are being destroyed underneath yeah. them, and mm-hmm. eventually it like leads them down to the source of all the the devil dogs. Yeah, and this is where Liz has her like really cool scene. Yeah, uh, where they're they're losing their fight to all of the devil dogs. And then they're being overwhelmed, and then Liz just like goes full supernova and incinerates yeah. mm. everything, uh, except because Hellboy is immune to fire, he's he's safe from it.
0: We've we've skipped over the question that you had, which was when when she went supernova earlier in the film, mm. um, when she's in the oh, yeah. when she's in the um
2: asylum.
0: the asylum. So this is like after this is how Myers gets her back because. Mm. Rasputin gets to her, yeah. causes her to have this awful dream where she think, remembers when she was a kid and bullied, and then she just yeah she goes full supernova in bed in 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 the asylum, and essentially blows up an asylum. And your yeah. question was, did she kill everyone in that asylum?
1: I I think it's pretty well implied she does. Yeah, like, it's it's by similar. accident. Yeah, no, yeah, but, yeah, but, but
0: they but don't it's... mention it. Like they don't. The, the person goes, oh, we're going to be closed for months.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, took a real dent out of our Thorazine supply. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: it's like, well, presumably hundreds of people, you know, potentially hundreds of people Cause, died. Because you yeah. see patients in there. Yeah.
2: So and she's it, Yeah, like, there's like,
1: a hallway shot yeah. of fire going right down a huge, long After, hallway. of the building. But, yeah.
2: But they also mentioned like, she specifically left to go to a place where she could be, like, treated for controlling her fire. Yeah. But, I mean...
1: They don't seem to be contained. Wouldn't
2: you it? store her in, like another building that's maybe empty or Mm. something like that? I don't know. It just seemed a bit weird to me. Like, I thought, well, have I watched this wrong? Like, it just seems a bit totally weird to have, like, 300 patients and doctors die and then no one even mentions it.
1: Maybe that she actually was in an empty wing. Like, maybe she sleeps in... An empty building where they building, keep all the right. Thorazine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, anyway, but you're right. That's that's unclear. And yeah, yeah that's,
2: that was a bit yeah. weird to me. But this time she does it and it's free of all moral ambiguity. Mm. Except for the fact that Myers is still around, but I don't know what he's doing. he survived
0: somehow. She was yeah. just
2: like, go off into a corner, you'll be fine. He hides behind a large rock, <laughs>
1: which saves everyone from fire, as we know mm. from every other movie. Where yeah, people yeah, hide yeah. behind large rocks. That's
2: yeah. what they tell you uh, in, in drills. Yeah. Uh, when if your office building catches on fire. Then just find a rock, just, just squat behind it. That's
1: yeah. why every office has at least one boulder.
2: Oh, yeah, go yeah. know where your boulder is.
0: Oh, I thought that was the HR director.
1: Oh, burn on HR directors. There's
0: <laughs> a little office humour for you right there. <laughs> Thanks very much. Uh, so, yeah, she kills all of the hellhound dogs yep. and, and eggs. And then, uh, basically, there's now the big showdown between... Oh, after that, they've captured her, because that kind of exhausts her mm. and... Um, Rasputin and Nilsa and that come through and basically take them all hostage. Mm.
2: At some point in time, Hellboy kills the Nazi dude.
0: The bad guy? Yeah, he
1: fights Cronin, the sword guy, and yeah. Uh, and yeah, he, he wins. And then him and Jeffrey Tambor have a nice little moment about cigars, yeah. and they have a nice little bonding thing. I have to thing.
2: say, that was maybe my favourite scene of the movie because of the Jeffrey Tambor and Hellboy kind of bonding, and also because Hellboy just like. <laughs> punching the crap out of this like oh yeah balletic- he like
1: wails on him yeah. with a stone fist and like his, his whole like metal mask caves in yeah really because cool. there's
2: always like the two types of fighters in comic book movies there's like the Matrix style like ballerinas who are like jumping off walls and jumping off roofs and doing all of these like spinning tricks with swords and then there's like The Hawks, who are just, like, all about just, like, brawling and punching. And it's always satisfying when you get, like, a brawler go up against, like, a spinning guy. And he just, like... Yeah, Hellboy just, like, grabs his swords with one hand and just starts, like, beating him in the face. Mm -hmm. And then throws him into a pit of spikes and drops a giant gear on him. Mm. Good stuff. Yeah, Mm -hmm. very solid fight scene, actually. Absolutely.
0: And then, yeah, uh, big... So then Rasputin wants Hellboy to... um, open up the portal again, I suppose, or yep. uses him to open up the portal. Yeah. Um, and he does. Yes.
1: So like Hellboy's uh, right hand right stone right hand which is made of stone is actually like the key to hell. Yeah, that's, and that's again straight out of the comics. Yeah, um, yeah. So he, then he he, he because they, they they kill Liz like Rasputin takes her soul and says, "Oh, you can have it back. If, you know, I'll bring I'll bring her back if mm. you if you do the thing." Yeah, and he goes, "Okay, fine, I'll do it for her." Yeah. And he becomes you know his true self. He's, he yeah. his horns grow out. He gets a crown of fire on his yeah. head. And yeah, he goes to to unlock the key. So there's there's
2: two keys in the door. Yeah. And he unlocks the first one. Yep. And And tentacles tentacles start start moving forward. Yep. And then Myers is like... He throws him a rosemary bead and he's like, remember who you are. Yeah, and Hellboy is just like, buddy, I don't even remember who you are. (laughs) Don't talk to me about that that shit. And then Myers is like... When did that guy get here? (laughs) (laughs) I thought we told you to hide behind a rock.
1: Have you been here the whole time?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so Hellboy like... As his realization. Yeah,
1: I feel like that moment is also a big selling point for how you get this movie made in, uh, in America. Oh, yeah. The fact that like he, he gets a you know he a remembers, crucifix, yeah, yeah. He gets a cross and it burns across yeah, so into he, his hand and that's remember who you are. The main you're a, character yeah.
2: is a devil. Wait, click. Wait, hello, hello. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah so. But he, uh, someone throws a crucifix at him at the end and so yeah. everything's good. And
1: he's yeah. Like, oh right, good. And then he, yeah, and he breaks off his horns and then he stabs Rasputin with one of his horns and then yeah.
0: And but then Rasputin yeah becomes yeah this tentacle thing comes out of him. Yeah, I I didn't really get that.
1: That kind of feels like they went. Oh, you got to fight something at the end. Like,
2: but was the tentacle thing controlling him, like using him as a puppet? Was that that... why he
0: was awake again, alive again? Anyway, like was that was it actually? Or was
2: that just like his true form? Yeah. Or what they is just... It, is it something just... like,
1: you've killed me, an insignificant man, but you've brought forth a god? So I don't know if it's like an insurance policy, like a dead man switch, like if yeah. I die, then this thing comes out of me and, mm-hmm. and fucks everything up. Yeah. I don't know. It's unclear. There are, there, there are a lot of things that are just like, oh, I guess this is happening now. You just go with it. <laughs> yeah.
2: On that, um Rasputin's plan to open the, the demonic portal, mm-hmm. like what what actually happens if that's open yeah like I oh, was a bit unclear on that like I mean the, I know there's like these gigantic tentacle monsters and yeah. they want to get through the, through the portal
0: well yeah. he, he there's a bit earlier where he makes someone see the future is mm. it a, a? Yeah, t-
2: no it's
1: Broom oh, Broom
0: yeah yeah. yeah yeah. he says let me show you When before he kills mm. Broom he says let me show you what I want to see And it, yeah it's like the yeah. earth that's been made a hellscape and yeah, the tentacle melt monsters are in the sky and Hellboy is in his true form, like, lording over just um, Armageddon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, um, I guess that's his plan. Yeah. Is oh, okay. to he have He wants that to bring about be... the end of the world. So, yeah, um, yeah. Does everyone die? Yeah, or is everyone or...
2: just, like, a prisoner of... No,
1: everyone Either dies. Or... The Ogdrujahad basically just cleansed the earth of all human life, I think, is the... So
2: that
0: demons can rule, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. yeah and okay, monsters.
2: Yeah, I was unclear, because, like... Usually, with like the conception of hell, it's like you gotta have you gotta have prisoners, or it's no fun. Like you gotta have people to torture.
1: Well, that's the thing, though. Is that that what they see isn't hell. That's the remains of Earth. So, oh, okay. Hell, is, at least in at least in the comics, hell itself is not like space where those where the where the tentacle monsters are. Hell is also an actual place, place and realm uh, where Hellboy comes from. So it's kind of like it was a multi purpose portal. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, so. But yeah, what, what you're seeing there is, is actually just the scorched earth. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. Because there's things like, you know, there's a, there's a newspaper which helpfully lets you know on the
0: Isn't that in there? Oh, that's right. <laughs> <And> it's <laughs> it's just the like, front page it's just like, like. Apocalypse. Apocalypse, yeah. So
1: that's a pretty quick
2: turnaround for yeah. the, the news stuff. It's the evening edition. Yeah.
0: The evening edition, quick. and then like two yeah. hours later, yeah. we're dead. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, so that was to me that I got that, yeah. um, and so I guess in terms of his plan, does it is it a good plan?
2: Well, I mean, he got halfway there. He got Hellboy to open mm. one lock on the door. I mean, really, who designed the door it should have just been one. Like, mm. there's only one dude who can open it, and he's got he's like one, got one hand. hand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it seems to be an extra level of bureaucracy I yeah. wonder if my it's a
1: security redundancy thing. Yeah. Right? It's like those those uh, in Terminator Two when they're getting to the yeah. <laughs> they have to open two keys at once to get to the arm. Yeah, a,
0: yeah. I wonder if my little hand is a is a is a key door portal. What
2: One way to find d- out. What dimension?
0: What dimension? I don't know. The dimension of cat memes or something. <laughs> like, where? <it's laughs> where like, Please don't open it. <laughs> That would be. Like, honestly, that is my purpose. <laughs> like, Nyan Cat
1: comes yeah, down yeah. from there. <laughs> you <laughs> see this distant. Nyan, 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 just getting louder and louder. <laughs> so rainbows streaming just, across just the sky Just like the keyboard cat. Keyboard
2: cat. If it's a dimension <laughs> it of cockatiels, <laughs> i fucked. <laughs>
0: it's cats and cockatiels, Kyle. Well, Fuck well, you. Well, well. <laughs> <laughs> Who's laughing now? Well. <laughs> Uh, So anyway, uh, then he fights this big monster. So this big monster that came out of Rasputin turns Mm. into this tentacle thing, and they escape down the hallway with Liz. And then um, he's like, "I better go back and fight him." Uh, And that's when he goes, "How bad can it be?" And then the tentacle grabs him and pulls him back. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's from the trailer, I think.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, And this is where, and this is something that is, I'm sure it's. I mean, it's obviously pre-Men in Black as well, but they do basically the same thing as Men in Black here it must be um, getting swallowed by the monster and then blasting your way out of the monster that's oh. got that's probably in Beowulf oh, like, oh. <laughs> I, I was just
2: I just thought that it was kind of like riffing on Men in Black
1: I think I think it is a riff on Men in Black but I just think I was thinking about like which w- w- way to describe that trope and it, I always think mm-hmm. of it as the it's, Men in Black thing but I think it must be Men in Black
0: was 1997 Yeah this is 2004 Yeah so it's like oh. 7
1: years yeah, I'm saying, I'm just thinking of that trope of getting eaten by the monster and mm. then blasting yes. the way out of the monster. Mm. Oh
0: yeah, it's been done. Millions yeah. Of times. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he does
1: so that. So he does that, he gets eaten, yeah. him, but he's, he's carrying a grenade belt that Myers mm. gave him. Yeah, like, he's Myers. already forgotten that he gave him that. He's just like, where did I get this from yeah. anyway? Myers
2: <laughs> fulfills the purpose of basically being like a back sack. He's like, he just hands things to Hellboy when he needs them. It's just like... He's just like well, I guess that was what he was hired for in a way. Yeah. Uh, so he does his job well. Yeah.
1: Myers is a NPC in a role playing game. Well, his, the...
2: his his character could be made obsolete by things being a foot closer to Hellboy. That's, <laughs> that's not a great sign. That's not a, that's not a great sign of job security. But uh, so after Hellboy explodes Rasputin or the thing that was in Rasputin. Uh, he goes back to, like, Liz. Liz, like, oh, died, he,
1: died. He does have that nice little line of he just gets up and he, like, you know, cracks his neck and says, like, oh, I'm going to be sore in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> It's like, ah, just another yeah. day at work for hell, boy. Uh, yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, I, I think... Was anyone listening to that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Myers was... Maybe. <laughs> oh, you oh, think he, he he's really just, like, saying those lines saying to himself? himself. Yeah.
1: James Bond style?
2: Yeah, yeah. i got to start doing that, actually. But, um... <laughs> so, he goes back to Liz and Myers and Liz is not only dead she's had like a soul sucked out of her by Rasputin and then uh, comes like a part of the movie I, I actually really like this part so Hellboy like whispers something in Liz's ear and then she starts breathing again and she's come back to life mm. and she's like oh what did you say and he basically said I just whispered in your ear like if you don't release her soul back to this world I'll cross over and you'll all be in trouble or something to that effect yeah. and I-, I kind of like that as oh toy. it was really cute it's yeah, better yeah. than what usually happens in these movies where they just looked dead and then all of a sudden they like come back to life for no reason yeah uh, this one at least this one had like an interesting twist on it
1: yeah and that, that element of like, that he could do that and that people would be genuine, that, yeah. that the other side would be genuinely scared of him, that's very much a part of Hellboy you know, mm. as far as the you know, comics are kind of like That he threatens. Yeah, he himself. really is like a, a creature of great power. And the fact that he's on the side that he was not meant to be is constantly a bit of a fuck up for the bad guys. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: <laughs> it's kind of like a Constantine thing to do as well. Yeah, it's very it's like, Constantine. Is yeah. it a bluff or is it a threat? But you just can't take the risk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: And that's it. it ends... I don't know, in the Director's Cup, it ended there. Yeah, no, it yeah, ended yeah. there. That's basically it. Yeah. I, was I was expecting... They kiss difference. and
1: Liz bursts into flame yeah. and everything, yeah.
2: Yeah, no, I was expecting, like, a scene at the very end where, I don't know, it just shows them back at back at the office and you see some newspaper headlines well, or something.
0: There is there is, like, the post-credits... The little sting. Little oh, sting I did With, see that. with um, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Tambor. Yeah. Oh, what was that? Oh, just he sort of gets up and looks around and says something funny. And...
1: Well, yeah, he's been he's been waiting in the mm. the, the room where Hellboy fought Cronin, and he, he just didn't go along with him because he's like, mm. All right, you know, what, I'm done, I'm good, I'm <laughs> I'm, a, I'm more of a boss guy. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, and then they just cut back to him, and he's like, just talking into the radio, going, "I'm still here. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, yeah. 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 That's a bit of a quick gag, you know. Yeah.
0: Um. Uh, Look, it's really fun I mean, do we want to rate We've sort of rated the plan It was good It was half good It was half good got halfway there Yeah The
1: plan's mostly done for him He's just taking part in something that's bigger than himself Like everything, you know Hellboy is sent to Earth for that purpose
0: Do you think that Rasputin already had that Like kind of motive from the very beginning Or do you think that the Nazis sort of gave him the idea? We don't we could never know that really, could we? Oh, yeah, his,
2: his uh, pre his pre Nazis, That's so what he I, would have had yeah. to have given them the idea. And I think it mentions the Thule society a couple of times. Mm. Uh, so that was something I think the Nazis were into, mm. or at least part of them. But uh no, I think I think it was kind of Rasputin's like grand plan.
0: I sort of I mean, there is something about this is not the first time that Nazis have been linked to the occult and mm. and like just in general, like being more than just about exterminating yeah black it, magic and yeah I mean, Captain
2: America uses yeah
0: exactly and it, there's something a little bit offensive about that like uh, there's something about it that i don't like in that it, it makes it, it it sort of myth mythologizes human evil yeah it trivializes
2: the actual it, exactly person. it's like having said that i kind of prefer it when they call them nazis and actually let name drop like hitler and nazis and stuff like in Indiana Jones and Hellboy, yeah. rather than what Marvel has done, where it's just like, never mention Nazis, just say Hydra. Yeah. And we'll just kind of like, duck and weave our way around it.
0: But in, no, but the Nazis are in Captain America 1. Like, uh, yeah, They're not just out it, Hitler, him, and like, it's not, it's not like they just, just ignore the Nazi... Stuff,
2: but- they also have Hydra, like, attacking Berlin. Hmm. So it's kind of and like... And the Red
1: Skull does have that thing where he has all the, the Nazi, you know, guys there and yeah. he kills all of them. Yeah. And, it, and he and he then basically has a speech to his soldiers saying, you know, we're not, you know, we're Hydra now. Yeah, well, that's exactly So it's right. kind of this thing that they're kind of... That Marvel sort of sets them up in their movies as a splinter group. like what's wrong with extra that? Thing.
2: Well, I think that is more at risk of trivialising the Nazis. Mm. When you, like, when you duck and weave around even naming them so you can have a, a more a lightweight comic book movie i just think yeah it's both both of the tactics are a bit
0: oh i guess so yeah i i never really thought about it like that i suppose you're right i i just because they make that very clear and because in that first captain america that is explained and that's why hydra are bad i you know you just sort of you just buy into that mythos and go with it and it doesn't it doesn't deny the nazis existed it doesn't deny, but it also doesn't really deal with them either. Like yeah. it just ignores them. I guess so. Oh well. Anyway, Nazis are bad guys. I think is what we we all agree on. Do we all agree? I'll get on board with that. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah so, well, we, at least we can agree on something. Yeah. Common ground. Yeah. I mean, we we had a lot of disagreements this episode. We <laughs> had disagreed about whether I like the movie or not. We disagreed about kittens versus cockatiels. We.
2: So if you're standing at. A railroad junction, mm-hmm. and there's a switch that mm-hmm. controls which railroad road track the train is going yeah. on. So, this is a common uh, morality philosophical framework. Lay it on me. So, if there's a cockatiel yep. on the track mm-hmm. uh, and the train is coming, and oh shit, I actually can't remember how this ends. Anyway, what I would do is math, no. But what's, would,
0: what's the other? What's the other alternative?
2: I can't actually remember. It always ends with like, is it better to? Oh, that's right. It's like, is it better to sit back and watch a death happen or actively interfere, even though that's also going to cause a number of deaths? Um, Which is, is it better to just go for the path that causes like minimal deaths or is it better to actually...
0: So, yeah, you're right. That's a common thing, like the death of one over the death of many. And I think all humans ultimately, you know, on paper you go... obviously you kill you just kill one and save many but in the moment that's not what happens because you can't look at some one one cockatiel and go i sacrifice you crime against
2: one cockatiel is a crime against all cockatiels
0: exactly and you know all cockatiels lives are sacred and we have to we have to believe in them you know and, and support them but they haven't had enough time already I mean they're like the sec, you know no one likes them as much as they like budgies which is bizarre to me but apparently that's true
2: (laughs) (laughs) they look at the myers of birds this is going really well (laughs)
0: Um, we need to wrap up
2: yeah well I think we've we've
0: said it all I think everything everything that could be said has been said we need to close this down
1: I like this movie go check it out
0: I love movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's really fun. Yeah, it's decent. Yeah, it's a really like it. fun one.
1: And I will say, if you, if you do like it, um, definitely check out Hellboy 2 because I think it's a far better Hellboy movie and it definitely gets the tone of Hellboy even more. Well, yeah. I've I like never that. seen it. Oh, Hellboy 2 no, is bad. We should do it on yep. the podcast. Alright, we will.
0: we will. We've got to start getting into sequels soon. Yeah. Like, we haven't really done... we are going to run out. Well, we've got plenty <laughs> more to go, buddy. We've got, like... Let me look. There is 99 on my list oh boy and Excellent. they're still making them and and, oh. and they will forever Marvel came out recently yeah. the, the Disney guy came out and said we will literally never stop making these movies yeah. which is good for us <laughs> look up
2: and beg us to stop and <laughs> no, we'll look down and whisper no no <laughs> <laughs> alright All right. <laughs> plug yeah, quickly. plug time uh, you first. Alright, I'm an
1: improviser. Come and see me at some shows. I am in a uh, team called Dad Fight and we do shows every second Thursday at Improv Conspiracy Theatre in Melbourne. It's uh, You can get tickets at improvconspiracy.com. Uh, actually, you don't even need to get tickets. The shows are free. And Sooth Players as well, which is Improvised Shakespeare. Just Google Sooth Players.
0: Cool. Every time you bring it up, you've got a new group you'd mention. It's yep. great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have to keep starting new teams in between every episode. <laughs> it's we exhausting. Stuff going on
0: there. Well, uh, I
2: moderate a Wikipedia list, uh, <laughs> list of conspiracy <laughs> theories. Check uh, it out. Ch- check it out. There's some good stuff on there. Um, also, if this interested, if this is your entree into history, learning about World War Two, then. Uh, I've got another podcast called Last Stop to Nowhere, which is all about a history with an Australian focus. Uh, So you can check that out too.
0: Cool. Uh, And I'm on um, 3MBS, which is a a community radio station in Melbourne. And uh, you can hear us online on um, 3MBS.org.au or 103.5 FM in Melbourne. And uh, I'm on Saturday mornings with a show called Arts Weekly.
1: And Tights Gamer Action is on all the social media, or most of them. We're on Twitter at TCA Pod. You can find us on Facebook. We have a Tumblr. I believe. We have a
0: Tumblr, but yeah, that's really just our makeshift website, really.
1: Yeah,
0: we're not on Peach yet, and we're also not on we're not on Instagram. I don't
1: even know what that
0: Peach is. The new <laughs> one. It's going to die. It's like Elo and all those other ones. We're
1: on Tinder. <laughs> uh, we Swipe right Please on swipe us right. on Tinder. We'll yeah. go out
0: with you. Yeah. You wanna go on a date with all three of us, we will go out with you. We're and on we will... Bumble. Yep. Um, we're on Grinder.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's going really well for oh. us
0: actually. <laughs> a lot of Grinder action. What's okay. the
1: bear one? We're on the bear one as well. It's <laughs> the Grinder for bears. Wow. Yeah. Would, i forgot we'd the name. we probably do all right on there. Yeah, anyway, that's there. Yeah. Find us on the internet. Along with all the truth that's out there. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Oh yeah. Like, um, I mean, I don't have a whole lot of story to talk about it, but I mean, I can weave it in. But like, I don't know if you guys want to do like, does anyone want to softball it to me? Or yeah, uh, you i I've got a I'll carry it that. to you on a plate. Yeah, because
2: okay. <laughs> I, I just, I really want to hear it. Because okay. I used to read that guy in high. School. Well, I used to like read about okay, that guy. Save it, save it, save it. <laughs>